It's called Music Industry and Recording Technologies. So we learn not only how to be audio engineers, but also how to be tour managers and how to go and do like the admin work and then also being performers and also doing audio tech stuff and also copyright law. So with this degree in particular, we could kind of take it and go wherever we wanted to with it. Carly Patrick is the chief operating officer of York Music Group, the student-run music industry club at York College of Pennsylvania. York Music Group gives student learners, the majority of them who are enrolled as music industry and recording technologies majors, the opportunity to be involved in all aspects of the music industry. York Music Group operates a state-of-the-art recording studio, which is open to anyone in need of recording services, and York Volume, the record label of York Music Group, offers hands-on experience for students interested in being signed to or working for a major label. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pelham Place. If you're just checking out the show for the first time, please be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. In this episode, after some computer issues on my end, Carly talks about her experience as school was cut short due to the pandemic and what the new normal might look like as the fall semester approaches. We chat about the music industry and recording technologies major at York College and the student-run organization York Music Group and its affiliated record label called York Volume. This is a great episode for any high school students or their parents who are interested in pursuing a career in the music industry or recording technologies field. So thanks again for checking out Pelham Place. Sit back and enjoy this conversation with Carly Patrick. It's our first day, but we didn't know. You asked me for directions, turn the music down low. Sam's town in the background. Hey there. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. It's been a crazy, uh, the last hour has been a little nuts. I had a bunch of emails um, that I was trying to take care of and uh, went to get everything set up and the computer needed a restart because I couldn't get anything to connect. So yeah, and am I not, I don't have video on, do I? Let's see, here we go. Okay, cool, there I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so finals are all done. You're what? Yeah. You're a senior now? Yes, I am officially going into my senior year, which is horrifying, but oh well. Um. <laughs> Any, so how did you, were all the, the finals done online? Yes. Um, pretty much what most of my professors did was, because um, we use Canvas, so they mm-hmm. just like uploaded the test on to canvas with all the correct and wrong answers so we just took an online like multiple choice test and got our grade right away oh, i had one wow. professor that just had us get like dante certified for our final and that was it um it was kind of up to the professor <laughs> that's interesting i um i took a course uh, a few years ago i was making a transition uh in in career field and I took a course that was focused on getting a, an IT certification. And the first day of class, the instructor basically just said, look, if you know it and you want to go take the exam and get certified, you've got an A in the class. You still have to come, you still have to come to class, but you can, you can not show up for the final and you've got an A because you're certified already. The, the Dante certification was just kind of like, 
well, we have to do something because we were supposed to have like field hours because it was a live sound reinforcement class. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to like find a company, basically like shadow someone there for 25 hours for the whole semester. Oh, wow. And like do that. But then we all got sent home. And even before we got sent home, places were like, no, you can't come because everything's starting to get crazy. So then our professor was like, well, I was going to have you guys do like a presentation on your field work for your final, but I guess we can't really do that. So just go and do this certification. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never really gave it a lot of thought about, you know, there's so many students that were taking classes that need that, that hands on um, in areas yeah. that were just completely shut down. It was like most of my classes too, because I had choir and then I had voice lessons and I had a live sound class. And I think the only other classes I had were marketing and PR. Oh, wow. So like, and like a history class. So I could really only take like my like out of major classes at home, which... <laughs> I don't know. We're going back for next semester, so we'll see how that turns out. Any uh, any big changes? Oh uh, yeah, semester? we don't have any breaks. It's we come back August twenty second, and we stay on campus. Not even like a three day weekend for Labor Day or Memorial Day, whichever day is in the fall. And we go home like two days before Thanksgiving, and then we just have a Thanksgiving break because then we have reading day on November 30th, which is supposed to be a day where we just don't have class and we just study all day, but mm -hmm. we're home. And then all of our finals are going to be online again, December 1st through the 5th. So we're having like a shotgun semester. Yeah. So I just, you know, for a student that, uh, that does distance learning all the time, I can, I can see that the pandemic was no yeah. issue at all, but for students that have to be on campus and are used to being on campus, I would guess that, you you're looking forward to to that Very in a way so i would rather have online classes and be in my dorm with all of my friends <laughs> just definitely i mean i left home for a reason because i wanted like the four buffer years of almost adulting before i like went into the real world and now i'm just home and it's like a completely different learning environment Especially since and, I got so used to coming home and having home being my, okay, I'm not working. Like I'm on break, like environment. I bet. It is home in Pennsylvania? No, home is in Southern Maryland. Okay. All right, cool. So a little bit of a, a, a trek to get back to school. Three and a half hours. It's not too bad, but it's really like a straight shot, essentially. Just get on the highway and you go get across the Bay Bridge and just go straight. Yep. Right up 83. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've never been to the campus, but I've heard uh, some friends of mine, at least one friend of mine had a daughter that went there um, for a couple of years and I've heard great things about the campus. I hear it's, it's beautiful. It's very quaint. Um, that's what I, it's very small. It's a very, like you, you can walk from the back end of main campus through main campus through a part of town and through the back of West campus in like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's very, very <laughs> small. There's only like 4,000 students at York, which is very small for a college. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. Very cool. Super tiny, super quaint. Um, we got a fountain. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who would have expected that 
a, a college like York College would have such an awesome music industry program? Well, we have it because York City has two recording studios. So I don't remember who told me this or where I read it or what happened for me to get this nugget of information in my brain. But I heard somewhere along the line that York College like tried like essentially only has majors that are applicable to York County and like York City. So like I could graduate from York College and immediately go into work in York City because they have two record studios or recording studios. They have Think Loud and Studio 117. Interesting. And the studios aren't necessarily city owned or, or county owned. No, I'm pretty sure they're privately owned. But because they operate in yeah. within those parameters, it fits the college parameters. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I, you're going to have to fact check me on that. Whoever listens is going to have to fact check me on that. I don't quite <laughs> remember where I heard that, but. I mean, um, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, you know, I've, I've lived in areas where music was such a big part of, of, you know, the environment and the schools didn't have anything relating to the music industry. And of course, a lot has changed in, in academics since then where, you know, music industry and music technology has become more of a, uh, uh, an interest point for, for students. And they're, you know, I don't think anybody really thought, um, when I was in college that there was any sort of curriculum to go along with it. It always just seemed like a hands-on thing. Like you, you went to a recording studio and asked if you could get people coffee while sessions were going on and you'd learned what you could. It's a lot more like feasible of a career as well. Cause with like the whole like home studio thing becoming like an actual way for people to make money, it's a lot easier to go out and to apply a music industry degree. And especially with ours, it's not just recording tech. It's called music industry and recording technologies. Um, So we learn not only how to be audio engineers, but also how to be tour managers and how to go and do like the admin work and then also being performers and also doing audio tech stuff and also copyright law. So with this degree in particular, we could kind of take it and go wherever we wanted to with it. And so you have the... You have the major, mm-hmm. but then you also have York Music Group, which is... That's a student-run... It's a club. Like, it's we're funded by Student Senate, um, and we're just kind of like an organization on campus. You don't have to be a music major to join it. I think last semester we had, like, two civil engineers that were in it because they were like, oh, I just like music, and honestly, this is a free ticket to a concert. And we're like, hey, that's fine. Just do some heavy lifting <laughs> while you're there. Um, <laughs> so, like... Anyone can really be in it, um, but it's a student-run organization, and the goal is to kind of get us all out into the real world and get us out actually doing things that people in the music industry do. So through York Music Group, we have a record label that's called York Volume, and we take like um, like talent from the community, so they don't even particularly have to be York College students. We bring them into the record label, they pay us whatever fee they've agreed upon with our engineer, and um, we do what's called a classroom session where they get, I think, like two professionally recorded and um, mixed songs and a music video that we shoot in the studio. And it's primarily student-run. Our one professor is there with us. His name's Dan Meyer, and he's an audio engineer, and he kind of supervises us and makes sure we're not 
screwing up something that someone's paying for, but essentially we're going out and actually twisting the knobs and using the cameras and setting up the lights. And then we go and volunteer at uh, some festivals in Lancaster as well. It's just kind of every aspect of the industry that we can try to get everyone in outside of the classroom. And then in addition to the artists that are coming in and paying to use the studio, you have York Volume, that's actually the student-run record label. Yes. And those those artists are... They're students. But they're, they are students, okay. Yeah. Uh, we did have one band, the Hawkshaws. Uh, they, their vocalist was a student, but literally none of the other members of the band were students at York College. <laughs> so that's how they oh, wow. did it, because their vocalist was a, a York College student. Um, and we now have Alex Vince, who is, he, they're like a duo uh, with a producer. His stage name is Kaz and Alex Vince, the rapper. She the type to make way to worth it. All the hype around, she deserve it. Turn my life around so she notice. I'ma pull up in a focus. Windows open, nothing for her. I'm a local riding solo. They're also students. They're in my class. So <laughs> they're okay. going to be graduating with me next year once we get their album out, hopefully. But essentially, it's just using the label and using York Volume to project students further in their musical careers and getting everyone the practice that they need. I just had a conversation recently with another guest of mine um, who's a producer and engineer, and we got into this lengthy discussion about physical media and how there's a lot of artists out there these days who feel like they don't even need to print CDs or, or any physical media. Like they should just be able to release their MP3 on, on iTunes or put it up on Spotify. And then that's it. I, I definitely feel like there's a need to have physical media. What do you, what's your feeling on that? I do too. <laughs> I think there's a big, there's a big push and pull between me and the rest of my executive board on this. There's the whole aspect of like, are they really going to listen to the CD? No, no, they're not going to listen to the CD, but it's going to be cool when Alex Vince blows up and they're like, yo, I bought this CD for $5 when they were still on college campus. Like, that's cool. I kind exactly. of look at physical media as like, it's not to listen to it. It's to say, I supported this artist. I have this physical thing. I can hold it in my hands and know that this is someone that I listen to and someone that I love. And like, for example, I listened to one artist called Crywolf and he's like an electronic artist and I love his music. It's so like ethereal and weird and funky and great. And I listened to it only on Spotify essentially, but he just released a pressed vinyl for the first time. And he, it was like a limited run and he signed all of them. And I was so close to buying one, even though it was like $70 because I just wanted to have it. Right. And my boyfriend, he is a huge hip hop fan. He loves going out and finding like Kendrick Lamar vinyls in record shops just so he can have them. And it's not even to listen to them or anything like that. I think it's just like, it's up there with like a t-shirt. Like everyone wants to go to a concert and buy the band tee afterwards, but it's extra cool to be able to buy a vinyl or buy a CD and then you could get them to sign it or something like that. And especially since you get fractions of a penny off of a stream. Exactly. So like the CD like actually does help the artist far more than streaming it a hundred times because then you're getting them what, like a quarter of a penny? 
yep. those 25 yeah. streams or whatever, like, <laughs> um, and I mean, of course, vinyl is, you know, vinyl is, is, has made like a huge cool. comeback. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason they made a comeback. They're cool. I don't listen to my vinyls that often. I hardly turn that thing on, but it's a neat thing to have. And it's another yep. way to support whatever artists that I like. You were talking about Alex Fence. Yes. And I heard him recently on the uh, the York Music Group podcast, Backbeat Conversations. Yeah. And he's he's also from Maryland, right? Yeah, he's from Hagerstown. Hagerstown. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Cool. Um, and so what are, you mentioned that he's going to be a senior next year and then he'll be off the label as well. Do you know what, what his plans are as an artist after that? Yeah, they're contract actually had just gotten extended because of coronavirus so mm. they didn't actually we signed artists for an academic year essentially um and since his academic year got cut like in half so he didn't really get a second semester in the studio um we extended it so uh, i think it's being extended until next february he's gonna get time in the studio which then we will be graduate i now that I'm talking about it, I can't remember if Alex himself is going to be a senior. I know Will, his producer, is a senior with me. I can't quite remember Alex, though. But either way, I'm, yeah, I'm just rambling. I don't quite know <laughs> his exact plan. Because um, I, I also don't, and now I can't remember if he's actually graduating this summer. <laughs> well, it sounds like, if anything, he'll have some music recorded to take with him when he, when he does graduate. Yeah, for sure. And our one, our student engineer, her name is Sam. She loves them. So I have no doubt that they'll have an engineer after the, uh, contract is up. So they're definitely going to continue making music. Like they, and they can always still, they can still come back and record at the studio, just not as a York volume yeah. artist. Yes. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Especially since, like, Alex will probably still be, like, it's a student space. You have to, like, be taking a class that requires you be in the studio. But if you are, like, you just swipe your student ID and you're in the studio and you can really do work on whatever you want to work on in there, which is awesome. That's really neat. Aside from, from York College and uh, the music group, what are, what are you doing musically these days? Um... My niche thing that I, my dream after I graduate is to work in sound design and film. So for the most part, just to like keep my ears sharp and it within my, what I want to do, I've honestly just been watching so many movies and I keep a, I have it in my desk here. I keep a log of like every movie that I've watched and my thoughts on the score. Oh, wow. There's like eight pages of stuff right here. Um, That's amazing. And I just, I, I watch all like, and I'll revisit them, and if I watch it again, I log it again and talk about different things that I heard or that I liked about the story or stuff like that and how stuff aligned. Um, so, because I don't have um, software at home, I don't have access to an actual studio, any studio equipment at home, essentially. I have, like, my MacBook, but <laughs> that, that's all I have. Um so I'm trying to make do with what I have and just essentially like keep my ears really sharp and listening to the films that I watch critically and the music that I listen to critically so that when I actually get time to go into the studio next semester, I can listen to a song and be like, I like how this sounds because, and so I can mimic stuff that I like and start to get my own style. So 
that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I just don't have a actual log of it. <laughs> so, like, audio, like I don't have actual audio files of me working on things because I don't have capabilities to at home. What's your What's your instrument of choice? I am primarily a vocalist. Okay. So. Hence the choir reference earlier. Yes, that's pretty much been all I've done ever since I was a little kid. I would memorize all the words of every song on the radio and sing it all the time. So, so um, that's interesting though, because I, I guess when I think of someone who's interested in film scoring to be more of an instrumentalist and not a vocalist. Well, I don't really want to do scoring. I can't write music for the life of me. I'm sure one of my professors would slap me across the face for saying that, but um composition is something that's always kind of scared me and i always try to and like work on stuff but i don't really want to be the one to write it i want to be like i specifically want to work sound design at studio ghibli which will probably never happen but it would be so stinking cool if it did <laughs> um so i want to like take whatever's composed and put it with the video okay so that's what so i more I, of like a music supervisor role yeah kind of where you have some oversight of of the music and the sound effects that are being used and you get to to place them where they need to be in a yeah. in a film. Yeah. Makes sense. Very cool, very cool. Well, it was very fun catching up with you. I know we got to talk a few weeks back when uh when I was on the Backbeat Conversations podcast. Hopefully you'll get back to York. Uh, here pretty soon and and see some normalcy and and everything. I'm hoping. <laughs> do uh, do you have any social media that you want to promote to people, or um, do you want to just promote York Music? We, uh, yeah, York Music Group. I think it's just at York Music Group. There might be periods in between each word, and then at York Volume are our two social medias. Um, <laughs> cool and yeah it's the same on twitter we have a york volume twitter so york, cool. york music wow. group only has an instagram and then york volume has an instagram twitter and a facebook all just at york volume carly thanks for taking the time out today yeah uh i i know it's uh it's an interesting summer but i hope you can make the best of it before school ramps back up me too <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on today and we'll talk to you soon yeah, thank you. So have you seen us? I can tell she's different just by her demeanor. Shooting for the stars, she like a meteor. She like a meteor. There you go. Thanks to Carly for taking the time out of her summer to chat about school. Be sure to check out York Music Group at york.music.group on Instagram or YorkMG on Facebook. You can also check out York College of Pennsylvania at www.ycp.edu. Don't forget to subscribe to Pelham Place wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to email me feedback or suggestions to Show at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and be safe.